0: this this, is it's always game day in cincinnati with lindsey patterson and mike santagata
1: hello we are back on it's always game day in cincinnati lindsey patterson mike santagata mike what's up
0: uh water damaged phone but um new one on the way what's up with you
1: you didn't have the apple insurance
0: I don't have Apple, but I actually do have insurance on the phone, so I, I'm getting another one tomorrow, and it cost me like $100 because that's deductible, whatever. I don't know. T-Mobile has some insurance plan that I that I bought. I didn't even remember buying it. I thought I was gonna have to spend $500 today.
1: It could always be worse. So you look at it like that: $100 better than $500. I'm sorry about <laughs> your phone. You said it's gonna arrive in the next day. Yeah,
0: that's what they said, but you know, sometimes sometimes they say that, and then it's like two two days, and they're like, well, the post doesn't come on Sunday. (laughs) Worst case scenario, I'm assuming Monday, but I'm hoping for tomorrow. Anything happening with you? Anything exciting?
1: Not really. Preseason is almost over. We have game two tomorrow, which is going to be our whole first segment. A little more exciting than I thought, thanks to the players mentioning at their last open practice that some of the starters are going to play on Friday night. Look. It might only be a series or two, and we had talked about it previously on the podcast that this preseason game, number two, it's very similar to when they had four preseason games. Towards the third one, you would see a few more starters out there, and then the very last one, it's just bubble players. So it makes sense, but uh, what are you looking forward to tomorrow night?
0: Uh, You know, I'm looking forward to some of the starters playing that... Big, all the defensive starters? Is that what it was? I haven't been on Twitter much because of the phone issue.
1: Um, I want to say it's the majority of them.
0: Yeah, on I don't the see Trey Hendrickson playing, but who knows? Maybe he does. Chido actually no, has no chance.
1: And I would even say Logan. Well, Logan Wilson feels like a possibility to be out there, but I don't know. Yeah. This is how I, I've said it before how I feel about preseason games and I know how Bengals fans feel because they always look at last year. I personally hope it's only one series and that's it. I, I don't need to see the surges out there for a whole first quarter or first half. We've seen it before in past since any Bengals teams but I just think the most important thing is health and I'd rather just see just a few reps out there, get game ready, but it feels like it's more on the defensive side. And I know Ted Karras didn't, I want to say one of the reporters went and asked Ted Karras about the offensive linemen and it was pretty hush hush. So I don't really see the offensive linemen playing, but I could be wrong.
0: Yeah. uh, What I'm I'm wondering about is the secondary. How many of those guys play? I assume Nick Scott, Dax Hill are going to (laughs) play. Uh, you're probably going to get Cam Taylor-Britt if the defensive starters are playing. Mike Hilton, probably. <laughs> Chido Beusie, probably not. So that's what I'm interested in. How do they communicate? How do they work together? Um, the linebackers, sure, a little bit. That they're They've been around a long time together, so mm-hmm. I'm not too crazy about that. I'm wondering if anybody stays in longer is there like a little hint towards any type of possible position battle, whether that's Nick Scott and Jordan battle or Nick Scott, Tyson Anderson, or does do they keep Dax Hill in there like they did last week or whatever? I I don't know. That's interesting to me who comes in. If Trey Hendrickson sits and Sam Hubbard plays who takes that role. I think that's interesting who they throw out there. If they both play, then that's kind of gone and they probably leave at the same time too. But you know, there's you could get little nuggets of information from just who's gonna play and how long and when, where are they gonna play, etc.? I think that's that's kind of the most interesting thing for me on the defense. And then I'm gonna see if there's anything in like the five plays that they'll play together. Is there any type of communication going on in that secondary? Are they gonna be stressed at all from the passing concepts that the Falcons throw at them? Uh, like some big play action thing because that Falcons love that. So (laughs) they're going to throw some of that at there. I think is actually, I don't know. Did Desmond Ritter play the first one? Is he going to play this one?
1: I can't remember. I can't remember who they said the quarterback is going to be to be completely honest with you, but, it feels like Desmond would be the one to get you know, extra reps, especially in the preseason game number two. So seeing them against, I would say, an NFL caliber starter, um, you could say that about Jordan Love last week. Look, he's getting his first real reps without Aaron Rodgers there. Aaron Rodgers there. And I think um, that's important, but, but overall, yeah, I don't know who the quarterback for Atlanta is going to be. I wish I was digging deep in my preseason notes and um, had the matchup ready on what it's going to look like. But uh, personally, I guess it will be something to watch with the starters being out there. And when it
0: comes- it. is it Desmond? It, yeah. Uh, well, I, I, it's not hundred percent confirmed, but I found an article from Atlanta journal that says Falcons, Desmond Ritter ready to take a few hits against the Bengals. So I assume. <laughs>
1: Ooh, well, I mean, yeah, maybe it, it I I just feel like overall when it comes to the majority of the starters, it's gonna be very short lived. I hope it's short lived. I, I I get it being the in-game action, getting ready for the season. It's important. Um, some could point out it and say it was the difference maker from getting the number one seed last year and being ready for um, you know, week one. And that's totally fair. And maybe this will help them going into that in game action in Cleveland, because look, that's not gonna be easy. But I overall just, I hope it's short-lived. You see a few guys out there, some of the starters make some plays, get back to the sideline. And then it's more of the youth. Um, When you look at the rookie side, Miles Murphy, how long do you think he'll be out there?
0: Oh, a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's important. And Miles Murphy, it still feels like I think we both agree, hey, four sacks would be a very successful rookie year for Miles Murphy. Um, and I and I hope even for Trey Hendrickson, who feels like a little bit of an animal right now. I hear a lot of the media members talking about Trey Hendrickson. And I think you could look at last year and he'd feel like ah, I could have played a little bit better or had more sacks. And that would have been more important for him. But he feels like the talk of the defense right now. I know we've talked a lot about the secondaries. Um, but I, I, I or the secondary, but I feel like overall, um, uh, Miles Murphy is is the one you want to see more reps from because it feels underwhelming, but nothing too crazy.
0: Yeah, Um with the Trey Hendrickson, I we'll see if he plays, but it, it is exciting because he's on a tear right now in practices uh against anybody, the Packers, the Bengals, anybody.
1: <laughs> I <don't> know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, catching interceptions—that's pretty. Wild. Hey, I would love that. After what the after what TJ Watt did to the Bengals twice, mm-hmm. catching those balls, you know, let's get one back. Let's get let's get an interception that's cheap like that too. That'd be great. Something that's like you kind of look at and kind go of like, what's the quarterback supposed to do? <laughs>
1: feel, and I kind of always felt this way in the AFC North, I wish the Cincinnati Bengals had somebody like the Miles Garrett or the TJY. And I feel like you can get that out of Trey Hendrickson this year. And look, he got that added extension and maybe that's going to be a difference maker for him. You have Sam Hubbard out there who I still feel like is underrated. And then Joseph Asai coming up and, and Miles Murphy just feels like a very minimal year for his rookie year. And I just don't want fans to get disappointed. I just feel like it's a very similar Dax Hill situation, but we'll see more of Miles Murphy out there.
0: Yeah, you're going to see more Miles Murphy than you saw Dax last year just because the defensive line really rotates. The corners and the safeties, they don't rotate. You know, They don't rotate those guys. So I expect to see plenty of Miles Murphy this year. I don't have the highest of expectations just because of a lot of what I've talked about. He's raw, and you're making that bet because he's 21, not the Marcus Hunt thing after one preseason game. It's like that guy was 26 when he got drafted. You know? <laughs> Well and he was a walk-on. He wasn't a five-star recruit that, you know, since he was in high school has known he's gonna be an NFL player. There's just he's gotta learn the game, and that's fine. He's 21. <laughs> you're your young guys when you're drafting the back half of the first round, those guys aren't always gonna hit the ground running. I'd prefer they go for a guy like that with the ceiling and then trust Marion and Hobby and the coaching staff to get him to wherever he needs to be. And I think he's got Pretty good. I think he's got great potential. Uh, but yeah, I'd expect to see plenty of him. I want to see a little I want to see him challenge a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I feel like there are so many snaps in that first preseason game. And this kind of led to the low production thing where they ran the other way or like an outside run going the other way. And they, he actually made a stop on one of those. He was the unblocked guy on a wide zone and he read the quarterback, saw he didn't have the ball, went and made the tackle off the backside can we see some runs at him? I want to see some point of attack defense, see if he can hold up against blockers and then can can they stop chipping him. That's you know, he got so many chips and other things in the first preseason game that I feel like he had maybe 6 real pass rushes and I would say two of those he did a good job and one um, there's the quarterback hit and then I think he won another one, but the guard comes over late and kind of gives some help but when it was one on one he was winning and I'll take that. So I want see I want to see more opportunities for him. How much do you think Joseph Osai plays in this game because you know, I was a, I wasn't surprised at all by his usage in the first preseason game, but he was out there.
1: Um, I would say a quarter and a half.
0: okay yeah. I can see that. I think Murphy plays at least the first half, right?
1: Mm -hmm. 100%. And, And why not? You know, you could say the same thing about D.J. Turner, what we'll see from him, Um, the Yoshi. I'm excited for Yoshi. And then maybe a little bit of Charlie Jones rebound, because I think we look at last last week and it feels underwhelming. But everybody needs to remember he is dealing with an injury and one that feels like he's going to just play through this season. And um, plenty of NFL players have done that. You can look at the Cincinnati Bengals roster. They've been able to get to a regular season dealing with that. But it's his rookie year, NFL and playing through that right now so something to watch i think in atlanta definitely in the wide receiver room for me personally it's still the younger guys it's the younger guys who are who are new on this roster who i really want to see in this in this game
0: yeah me too um zach carter he was out pretty quick in the first preseason game so catching some more of him see if he has leveled up at all as a pass rusher or in run defense, whatever the thing with uh, Charlie Jones, the torn labor, I actually had that injury. So that every injury is unique. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak 100% on it. And I wasn't playing wide receiver with it. I was actually, I enjoyed myself playing pickup basketball, <laughs> but you don't, I remember you, you don't really even feel it until it's just, it can come out of place easy. So I think mine popped out of place like 12 times. That was a little bit on me, Uh, uh, not going to the doctor right away, but it came out of place like 12 times before I finally got the surgery. And that was over the course of like a year, year and a half or so. Um, So that's what you got to watch for is I don't see, and I didn't have limited range of motion until after the surgery, they tightened it up and then I couldn't move my arm peon I can't get it to 90 degrees anymore, so it can't go like straight up perpendicular. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested in seeing if he has a better day tomorrow than he did in week one. I still think a lot of his issues with the first week it was they put him outside, and I just I don't really see him much as an outside guy because he lets guys get into him. He's not the strongest wide receiver and he doesn't have, he's, he's got good athleticism, but he doesn't have the type of speed you might need. If you are going to let guys jam you because you have to put kind of like Jalen Waddle type fear of God speed into a corner of like this, I can't let this guy get behind me. uh, That's six points. I feel like corners kind of see him and, they, they probably do have the eye test. Uh, the, was it Josh Allen sent the milk check. Uh, just like, yeah, that guy's not going to get behind me type thing. Uh, but I, I want to see – and if he does play outside, I want to see better results outside. Yosivas, I'm very interested. I actually want to see Yosivas from the slot as well. I want to see if he yeah. can play a little slot because – He looked more ready in that first preseason game than Charlie Jones, and that is not something we talked about at all the the entire offseason. So he's progressing pretty quickly. Shout out Troy Walters uh, Mm -hmm. for, you know, he's done such incredible work with these Bengals wide receivers. But, hey, if he can play some slot, that's a big, fast weapon from the slot. And then if, God forbid, Tyler Boyd goes down again, Maybe you can have a guy in Yoshivas where all three of your receivers can now play the slot or outside, because that would be a little bit of my worry with Charlie Jones would be, yeah, you know, he's gonna be a slot like that's fine. And that's what they needed in the AFC championship game. They just needed a slot because Trent Irwin's not a slot guy. He's an outside guy uh so can Charlie Jones step in and be the slot there maybe if Yoshivas can do it then maybe you could put Jamar Chase in the slot or T Higgins into the slot and then let Yoshivas play outside which it could have also done with Trent Irwin but I think it's just kind of one of those the bullets are flying it's the AFC championship game we're trying to figure everything out and just kind of overlook like just kind of like hey take Tyler's place and work from there also I'm just hoping none of them get hurt and we're talking about like three snaps a game that Tyler Boyd just rests
1: yeah I'm totally fine with that the more weapons the better it's harder for a defensive coordinator so I trust Troy Walters with this wide receiver room my life oh yeah that too in your life yeah 100% so I'm <laughs> your just... life <laughs> we need Troy Walters friend of the show um, but I no, I'm, I'm I'm really excited. It should be fun. I I I can't wait to get this one over with because then you only have one more to go. Cut down day. I feel like we'll have a Joe Burrow update next week. And real we are getting so much closer. One month from the home opener. I know they play in Cleveland week one, but one month from the home opener, and it'll be here before you know. It and I'm really pumped about that. But yeah,
0: real, they, real quick. Yeah. Do you like or dislike that there's like a bye week in between the preseason mm-hmm. and the regular season?
1: I feel like it's college football that first weekend, right? They start college football kickoff and everything. It's fine. I'm just ready for it to be over. I'm ready for it. Oh,
0: I like that bye week. I love that bye bye week. week. Yeah, I like that bye week a lot. Preseason game four never mattered. So (laughs)
1: it was always
0: just kind of like on, and maybe you get something crazy that happens in that game. But to me, I like that bye week because I just kind of like the. I like the players getting a bye week. And then I also just like kind of uh, a break between, okay, preseason's done. We've got the NFL coming up soon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's, let's get a, a quick breather and then we'll get into it. I don't really wa- that's the only weekend I really watch college football. Otherwise, I feel overwhelmed because I don't want to spend all Saturday and all Sunday watching football. And I am more of an NFL person.
1: I will say I'm happy this year that they have that extra week because that gives Joe Burrow an extra week. And I am totally fine with that. But yeah, it'll be fun. I'm I'm ready for it to be here. And we are almost there. This time next week, we'll be like one more preseason game to go. And it'll be go time for the Cincinnati Bengals. But uh, hopefully more, more updates as their open training camp is officially over. Now it's all behind closed doors. Uh, but next, we'll get to your mailbag questions on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. We have the mailbag, doubleheader mailbag. Thank you again for sending your questions. As always, you can follow Bengals underscore Sands. You can follow me at Ellen Diaz Patterson. Let's go ahead and get to our first Twitter question for this Thursday, doubleheader mailbag. Here it is. We have it. Which positions could Cincy target on the waiver wire?
0: Uh, Um... You can see defensive tackle. I feel like they're thin there. We're counting a lot on J. Tuile, and I think the fans like him more than the coaching staff does because he kind of does Larry Ogunjobi. Uh, he's gonna shoot the gap, and I think Louie Romo likes guys that kind of hold point and defeat blocks rather than defeat blocks with your hands rather than just defeat them with your feet and get past a guy. But he is doing really well, so I I'm into J. Tuile. I think he brings something that's unique. Like that's something that's hard to find. But I could see them going after a defensive tackle if they get cut. Uh, interior offensive line, it feels like another weak point that they could go after, definitely. Um, I don't hmm. – If a pass-blocking running back gets cut, could you see that and then they don't roll with Travion Williams as the pass-blocking running back?
1: I feel like they really like Travion. I really do. I feel like – It is they-
0: just so scary to just trust – to a guy that he's never really done it. Even when P. Ryan was out, I think he has 30 pass block snaps or something. I I read somewhere it was definitely double-digit pass block snaps in his career.
1: I just feel like, man, I wish Smaj P. Ryan would have stayed in Cincinnati. I really wish. And I know they wanted to bring him back. And that tells you a lot about how they feel about that second running back. So
0: that also makes you feel about the Travion thing. Is. It's not like their plan was always like, oh, our plan was always. Oh, it Travion. wasn't.
1: It <laughs> right. wasn't. I mean, they didn't.
0: Like, did heard that it's like oh, Travion's been preparing for this, and it's just kind of like, okay, but <laughs> they didn't want him to do that. They wanted P Ryan back.
1: You know, and and maybe that's why I and and we were speaking of people we want to see in preseason a little more from Chase Brown. Not that it's a blocking Travion running Williams.
0: Back. Is is there a possibility he plays in preseason? That'd be huge.
1: They, I think they feel better about how he's he's feeling. Um, okay. I I just don't see it. To be completely okay. honest with you, I think they want to be safe as possible, and that's how Zach Taylor really is when it comes to injuries. Um, yeah. so I doubt we see Travion. It would be big for Travion to play. Mm-hmm. Um, okay.
0: yeah, Chase Brown he missed. I think a couple pickups and one got the quarterback killed. So I yeah, don't think they're going to put him in that That's role. probably
1: not going to be it. A-
0: Chris Evans did a, a pretty good job picking up blitzes, knew where he was going, picked them mm-hmm. up. I just still think in a real regular season game, they just don't trust the size. They just, he, they think he's too small in my opinion. That's what I, I think that they think is that they think he's too small because he's I think under 200 pounds. So they want a little bit of beef. I mean, P P-Rime, Ryan's built like a fullback.
1: Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I could see them looking at the running back situation on what it looks like because cut down day is going to be insane in the NFL. All of these teams on the same day are going to go crazy with the amount of cuts they're going to have because they did change the date on it when they needed to be down to their official roster. So there's going to be plenty of guys available. just don't know if it fits their positional group. Um, but yeah. I agree with you when it comes to anything, defensive line or even the offensive line, you are going to bring in extra bodies. Um, it's to extremely Flip
0: it. What, what position would be most surprised if they picked up on the waiver wire? I feel uh-huh. like they feel good about their safety and linebacker depth. Those are the first. Two
1: receiver. To to
0: oh, what about tight end? That could be a waiver wire thing. We didn't even bring that up.
1: I, told you, I know how they people feel keep
0: about talking them. about Tanner Hudson. And I'm like, they might just want a waiver wire guy over that.
1: I, I just feel like they, they don't value the tight end. They just don't. I feel like they're like
0: three though. And I only see two locks
1: who's your locks
0: through sample, sample and curve and... yeah
1: you still feel like mitch wilcox is not enough
0: <laughs> i just think you i oh, think on not- waiver wire day you could find a isn't he injured right now yeah he is he's injured, he's
1: injured. never mind that was a bad one <laughs>
0: yeah uh, <laughs> but when you talk about tanner hudson versus i guess mitch wilcox versus whatever i kind of just go like yeah, what are, what's on the wire? <laughs>
1: what's out yeah. there? So I think a lot of people, they point to, you know, there's teams that are very loaded up when it comes to tight end. What does it look like for the Jets? Are they really confident in keeping that many tight ends? Because that feels like a team.
0: It's like five, yeah. I don't see them cutting one of the young guys. I think, well, the one that I keep thinking, I haven't looked at his contract, but it would be the reunion. <laughs> it's the guy that I think would be the odd man out, would be CJ. You
1: think CJ would be the odd one now?
0: That's my guess because they played um Dan Arnold. That was the other one, I think. Dan Arnold more. They played they played him more than they played CJ. So he's the veteran. And you've got I mean, they could cut Zach Kuntz. He was like a seventh round pick. So yeah. that's hard to make the team there. They're not gonna cut Jeremy Ruckert, I don't think. I think he' was no. a third round pick. That'd be crazy. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs>
1: That can be a possibility. You're right though. I think tight end could be another possible position group for them when I feel like they don't value it enough, but I could be wrong on, Hey, there's still question marks with Drew sample big. I mean, we, we already kind of know what Drew sample is. And then you have Irv Smith who everybody points to the injuries. Can he stay healthy? History. Yep. What does that look like? And he's still a smaller guy. Um, He always kind of feels like a wide receiver to me, to be completely honest with you.
0: He's like six um, two. He's the, he's, But the same height as Tyler Boyd, like T. Mm -hmm. Higgins is the tallest out of all these guys.
1: So it's a different type. Same height
0: as Trent Irwin, or is Trent Irwin taller?
1: Now I need them to stand up next to each other to find out their height difference. (laughs) But um, but yeah, I would say wide receiver. I, I as long as you know everybody can stay healthy, I feel like they feel pretty confident in that room. Um, definitely feels like added depth, and I know we still don't know enough about Yoshi and Charlie Jones. The preseason hype is there, and I'm all for it, and I'm excited about it in the game too. But um, to be determined, secondary, the, it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they brought in another corner. Even though it feels like they have some tough decisions to make when it comes to the cornerback room. Um, but I just, yeah, just it's it's good. It's a good uh, good thing when you're trying to be like, what position group do you think they would add, and which one yeah. would be surprising? I feel like you're in for a really those- good position.
0: For those wondering, Irv Smith, taller than Trent Irwin. He's like 6'2 and a half, according to the combine thing I found. Anyway, we need to get to another question. We do need to get to
1: another question. We are dragging that one out. Next question. Uh, oh, I saw this. Actually, a couple people sent this question uh, over on Twitter. Thank you again for sending these for the double mailbag day. When will Joe Burrow and T. Higgins get extended?
0: Hopefully, Tuesday around 2 o'clock for our content.
1: Amazing. Amazing. If the Cincinnati Bengals front office, which I feel like they do listen to a lot of Bengals content. If they're listening to this podcast right now, it will be out on August the 18th of Friday. I'm just going to say this tomorrow's Friday. You listen to this podcast, August 18th, the Bengals over the last two weeks on Fridays, Logan Wilson was extended two weeks ago on Friday. Yeah. Joe Burrow out on the field, throwing, on Friday, a
0: little bit of a stretch for this.
1: Couple, <laughs> It is a stretch. It is such a stretch. I am What, just the, what do the bagels
0: have to do with that?
1: <laughs> um. Well, I'm not done. About a month prior to that, Joe Mixon restructured his contract on a Friday. They're definitely okay. not going. They're not going to extend somebody on a preseason day. Sorry, they want to make that just their own moment. Um. I feel like Joe Burrow signs in August. To be completely honest with you.
0: I'm at the point. I just hope he signs soon.
1: But well, here's my thing: there, were, there was something. I it was on Twitter. It was one of the the Twitter questions, and they felt like it, it's kind of a, a it's offensive that Joe Burrow isn't signed yet. I I'm not concerned. I'm not. I'm not
0: concerned he signs at all. I just I kind of want to get over the hump of like, okay, that signing's out of the way, and now we know exactly what the biggest domino of the future looks like for if we ever want to look at what's the con- What's the cap look like for this or his contract structure, et cetera. I think that's all interesting and something that I want to be able to analyze before the regular season.
1: I, I do. I feel very confident it's going to get done in August. And the only thing is and what makes me feel very optimistic and positive is every conversation is happening behind the scenes and it's still, there's no news. I, I've said it before on this podcast, Ian Rappaport, Adam Schefter, they aren't coming out every week and talking about the contract. They have no new information. If they had any little bit of information, they would share it on breaking news on ESPN or NFL network. They have nothing. It's all behind the scenes. And if anything, would you be outside of T Higgins? I feel like the, the more time that we're waiting is almost good news because they're either maybe they could be working on another extension for another player, or maybe those conversations with T Higgins have started and we just don't know about.
0: Yeah, all of this. I'm glad it's not a Jesse Bates thing right now where T is releasing. T's side is releasing like they're not paying him enough, and the Bengals are releasing like T's. T's demands are outrageous. So yeah. it makes me feel a little bit better about it than I did about Bates around this time in their contracts. But yeah, I, I have no idea. Like I'm still 50 50 on if T Higgins gets extended. I would love for it to happen though. I, I think that he's trying, I think that they are both. Sides are probably putting in some effort, um, but we'll see. I mean, it could just be structure thing. It could be guaranteed money thing. It could be average annual annual value type issue. He's got an agent that's going to push for some money. So I yeah. think that's that's one reason it's going to take a while.
1: And here's the thing. I'm, I know that a lot of people would say, oh, his agent fights for fully guaranteed contracts. I don't see the Bengals giving T. Higgins a fully guaranteed contract.
0: No, but Bates didn't get one. He got plenty of guarantees. No, no, no,
1: he didn't. He didn't. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, fully guaranteed. If Cincinnati doesn't give it to him, go What wide else?
0: receivers are fully guaranteed? Any? I don't think any are.
1: No. No, and I just – I need <laughs> like people to come down a little bit.
0: Only, there's only one fully guaranteed contract in the NFL as far as I know, and it's just the quarterback – for the Browns.
1: Yeah. And yeah, look, look who runs that over there. But um, I, I just, I, I think at, at the end of the day, I, I need people to like, kind of relax on like what, what the demands are going to be for T Higgins. He is a top 10 wide receiver. I feel very confident in saying that no bias whatsoever. I know a lot of people take maybe 12 or 15, but Hey, I feel confident in saying it. He's one of the best in the NFL. And it's really lucky that Cincinnati has him. And Oh my gosh, we really went long in this segment and I apologize in advance, but any last words when it comes to the extension? Talk.
0: No, no. Let's I, get think, one more. I think we covered it. Yeah.
1: One more question in this segment. Let's go. Can Yoshi win? Oh, wow. This is some positive, optimistic preseason. Can Yoshi win the starting slot wide receiver job?
0: No. The starting <laughs> slot wide receiver? No.
1: I was what? hesitant on reading this. I was hesitant. I was hesitant. Maybe <laughs> next year? Maybe next year, like yeah, next
0: year, next year—that's a possibility. That's kind of what I was hinting at a little.
1: Sorry, not this year. It's Tyler Boyd's job. It's it's his, and it's it it should be. Um, I love it. It's exciting. These rookies are so exciting because they are going to be the future and what I hope can be in the wide receiver room next year. And if if Yoshi, if Charlie Jones, one of them is starting in place of Tyler Boyd, if they end up moving on from Tyler Boyd after the season, cool, awesome, Cincinnati—it's on another wide receiver. But no. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Um, and I, with the real quick, we're ending the segment soon. Do you feel like it's a waste at all if Yoshi is the one that becomes a starting receiver and Charlie Jones ends up becoming the backup? Because I don't. It's both, day, they're both day three picks. This isn't like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I didn't, it did feel a little bit like Carmen was a waste when Cordell Volson took his job. Like, oh, we kind of wasted a second round pick. That's different when you get to the fourth round, like late fourth round. Uh, There's probably guys that people did want because we're all degenerates with the draft at this point. I I assume there's some Xavier Hutchinson. um, Tyler Scott, I think, was available. He went to UC, so a lot of people wanted him, and he's fast. So maybe you look at those guys and one of them does well. Who knows? But your odds on hitting fourth-round picks is is pretty low, and the Bengals have actually done a really good job with it.
1: Mm Yeah. I one hundred percent agree with you. You mentioned Jackson Carmen in the second round. Um, if you you will it'll make you sick when that you started look.
0: early second round too.
1: It'll make you sick when you look at the offensive lineman right around that pick.
0: Oh, Landon Dickerson went one pick before and the Bengals were never taking him. But I do get to live in a world where I think that they were. But he, I think I think medical red flags, they just tossed it out. But that was my guy in the draft. He's doing awesome already. Already made a Pro Bowl. But I, I could they say they moved
1: back too. They moved back for him.
0: Well, that's because Dickerson got taken. You know, the, their guy was gone, so they had to. <laughs> re- but look
1: <laughs> around. Look around. Right. Creed Humphries.
0: Creed Humphrey is the big exactly.
1: one. Exactly. Trey Smith was
0: round six. Like this could have yeah, been. Yeah, that
1: one. But you know what? A lot of people wanted them to take him. Take Smith. They were like, oh, I wanted him.
0: Trey Smith in the second round.
1: It was injuries, right?
0: Yeah, well actually I think it was a I think it was oh. I don't want to misspeak, but I think it was a heart condition.
1: It, like yes. it
0: was a. it wasn't an injury so much as it was a medical condition. But yeah, yeah. yeah that was a quick thought on Charlie Jones, Yossi Voss, because the question was up. And if Yoshi wins that job, great next year. If yeah. Charlie Jones wins that job, great next year. Like any day three pick winning that job is fantastic. The thing that wouldn't be fantastic would be them having to go out and sign. A slot receiver for five million dollars or something
1: can tyler Boyd come back at that point Um, not at five
0: not at five million i don't think
1: no he's he's gonna go i'm i don't even want to think about life without tyler boyd but it's a it's a possibility uh we'll get to more of your question we were rambling on only two of your two to two and a half questions we got to but we have more coming up on it's always game day in cincinnati One, we are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. More of your mailbag questions. The Bengals preseason game number two. We've already talked about that. Let's go ahead and get to another mailbag question. Which players will you be watching during Friday's game? I know we already talked about a little bit of that in the first segment when we were talking about the matchups. I want to throw this at you. Jesse Bates, will he play?
0: No, right? Maybe. I don't keep up with the Falcons. If Ritter plays, maybe. It would be fun, but if he plays, I, I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna go one hundred ten percent. Make some try to make some big hits, and I feel like it was amicable, and he's fine. So I and I'm not. I think there will be people that will, if he plays and there's a big play, whether or not he has anything to do with the responsibility of that, it is going to be posted and like this is why we didn't keep Bates. Type of thing. I'm already seeing like we can't just celebrate the Dax Hill play. It has to be Jesse Bates isn't doing that. And it's like I watched him do that in 2020, Burrow's rookie year. He was awesome and he did that rangy stuff. I think I think I think he did it twice, three times in the Chargers game. So <laughs> he has done it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's just yeah, fans have that scorned lover feel about Jesse Bates. It's just like they wanted him and then he said no and now. They're gonna move on soon, but they're not there yet because it's still fresh.
1: Well, with Jesse Bates overall, I don't really get it because you can go back to one of my—I would say my favorite Cincinnati Bengals seasons—and it almost was topped a year later, going into twenty twenty-two. But Jesse Bates was a huge part of the playoffs to get them to the Super Bowl oh,
0: player on the defense, and I mean, you could probably argue—you uh, could probably argue most important. general because the defense carried that offense through that playoff because the offensive line was so bad uh i mean maybe you could look i mean it's probably burrow is still the most important but Mm -hmm. outside of the quarterback maybe the most valuable on the super bowl run so i'll always be happy for that i mean i think he had five pass breakups in the first game he had uh interception the start the game against the titans then he had that was
1: amazing
0: the most important play against the Chiefs where he knocked the pass down in Devon Bell. And then he had an interception in the Super Bowl, too. I mean, he was awesome.
1: Isn't it great? That is so underrated, that play. I think about that all the time. And I know they obviously lost to the Chiefs. I read Tannehill
0: have- like a book, and he has done it multiple times.
1: Well, I wasn't even going to talk about that when I was talking about the AFC Championship Oh, Champions
0: oh my God. Oh. Because- that, oh, hey, Dax Hill, J- Jesse Bates isn't making this play. Go back and watch that play. It was from single high against Tyreek Hill. <laughs>
1: But here, but even go back to that moment. You know exactly what your mindset was. Every Bengals fan who's listening to this podcast, I'm sorry that I have to throw it back, but we are taking it back because we're talking about players that might be in the game. And Jesse Bates might be one of them and he's former former Bengal. But I'm going back to this moment. When the coin toss happened, or actually when Sam Hubbard almost secured the game in regulation, when he almost got the ball and then Tooney ended up, um, he was able to get it. I don't know. It was when uh, they were... The uh, the oh my goodness, I'm losing all my train of thought. But Tony Romo said, shouldn't the Bengals allow the Chiefs to score here? So and that they
0: could get the ball in cris. So they score could get themselves. the ball back. Right.
1: Didn't happen. And then they were able to put pressure on Patrick Mahomes. The ball fell out of Patrick Mahomes' hands. Cincinnati almost got the ball and it ended in regulation where Cincinnati won it, but unfortunately it didn't. They were able to get the ball back, mm-hmm. kick the field goal, and then they go to the coin toss. When the Kansas City Chiefs won the coin toss.
0: You immediately think of the Bills game that happened right before. It's
1: over. It's
0: over. That's where, well, I didn't think it was over. And I, uh, but I remember thinking, this defense has done really well in this entire second half. Can we get one more stop? And they did. But I remember thinking my hopes went down a bit after they lost the coin toss. I wasn't fully distraught because just because the Bills never really stopped the Chiefs, or at least if they did, it didn't feel like the Bills did it so much as the Chiefs just kind of like didn't score that drive. Whereas the Bengals, the entire second half shut down the Chiefs until that.
1: It's still insane to think about that that game. Field goal. Because you probably right. felt at halftime that I thought I I almost I went to another. Oh, intro. I was
0: I was at. I hope this isn't a blowout.
1: <laughs> I was so nervous. I'm like they're about to lose by 40 points. It's going to be absolutely embarrassing. It's still incredible mm-hmm. to go back to that game and that whole entire moment to think what happened and and and, and kind of going back and, and reeling it in a little bit to Jesse Bates. But for him, when when Patrick normally would hit Tyreek. 10 times out of 10, nine times out of 10, obviously, because he didn't that time for them to make the play without getting a call. And they did it legally, but you know how it is in the NFL. They could have thrown a flag and just said, Oh, sorry. He was on top of them and got a pass interference or something like that for, for them to play it perfectly, just perfect. And Jesse Bates was a big part of that. So I don't know why we have to feel a certain way towards Jesse Bates. He was a huge part of the Cincinnati Bengals. He got paid. And you know what? I'm okay with the Cincinnati Bengals not agreeing to give Jesse Bates maybe the contract Jesse wanted because then they they paid it to other guys on this team. You could say that money went to Orlando Brown Jr. and maybe Orlando Brown Jr. is going to help the offensive line, or maybe it's going to one of the extensions. It's it's it went to someone, and it, if it didn't go to Jesse Bates, and now I hope Dax Hill is awesome out there. But we don't have to we don't have to feel that way towards Jesse Bates. Sorry, I went on yeah. a rant. Next yeah. question. <laughs> Sorry sorry to our pr- producer, Spencer. He's like, man, she's demanding over here. Um, could Ted Karras get a surprise extension? Oh, that's a really good question.
0: I guess. <laughs> I didn't look up Ted Karras' contract. I thought you was... know
1: how I feel about centers, and this is his last year?
0: I'm checking right now. Okay, for some reason, it was showing the Miami Dolphins' one-year, $3 million contract. No, he, he's still good through next year.
1: Why so did probably I... not. Yeah, you're right. I feel like that's in two years is probably good.
0: He's also 30 right now, so he'll be 31 next year.
1: Oh, that Bengals think of 30 like they're about re- hit, about ready to hit retirement. To be 30
0: close. to the Bengals is the retirement home.
1: They're yeah. like, mm. except I hope they don't feel that way towards DJ Reader. To be determined on what that looks like. Yeah, Ted Karras overall, he's been a just absolutely amazing on and off the field. Everybody knows what he's doing with Cincy Hat. Um, a leader when you hear him out there. I think he's been a huge part for Cordell Bolson. And maybe we don't talk about that enough, but just having a, a someone who's experienced veteran who's been around quarterbacks like Tom Brady, I think that's absolutely huge for him and his relationship with Joe Burrell. Um, He played through, I want to say, I, I don't know how he was feeling in the Bills game, but I definitely was surprised he was able to make it through that in one of the toughest games. Yeah. Um, he's just so much fun. Everybody remembers his quote when he was coming off the field against the Titans. I absolutely loved it. It was legendary. And um, yeah, he's he's one of my favorites.
0: He's already outplayed his contract, but mm-hmm. yeah, looking that up, just had the realization center, surprising need soon, sooner than I think. Because next year's Ted's possibly his last year with the Bengals.
1: It's a need now, football. and I, and this is nothing against Ted. It's it's my fear of any injuries. I I need them to work oh on yeah, that.
0: backup center, backup center. They they just they don't have anything right now.
1: Yeah, and that's an extremely important position. So I'm hoping. They have some kind of idea, and maybe that's a waiver wire situation, and they're able to say, hey, we looked in preseason, nothing really there. Let's see if there's any other guys available, Available, even though a lot of teams are not getting rid of their best players on the offensive line because the NFL has an offensive line problem. We'll go ahead and get two more questions. Which establishment should complete the concession trifecta?
0: This is more of a question for you.
1: Yeah, I am oh, you do not – you just don't understand. When I looked at my phone, I was in the middle of a work day today and I see Donatos, the best pizza okay. in Cincinnati.
0: Never had it. Is it that good?
1: Oh my goodness. Do you not the
0: people you are reacting much differently to Donatos than they do to La Rosa's. La Rosa's I the, like half of it says it's gross.
1: Oh, it's gross. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Here's my problem with the roses and people. Friend of the show. With, friend of the show. Oh, not, not now, but um, the, it's very uh, doughy. The it's very first enemy of the show. It's very <laughs> doughy. Um, it's very saucy.
0: Okay. And, I've never gotten it just because I've seen people say it's bad. So I was like, okay.
1: So what we're going to do, you're coming in town for the Bills game, right?
0: That's my hope. I saw the ticket prices. I'm coming. But I did have the, oh, I remember getting lower bowl for 40 bucks two years ago. <laughs> you're
1: a friend of the show, you want to give Mike a ticket for the game? I've mentioned it before. Obviously, <laughs> You'd be our best friend of the show. So, um, you know, keep up with uh, when that game is going to be here. It, it's going to be so much fun. You have to be here. But, but if you don't make the Bills game, which I think you should, it'll be a really exciting game. But if it's not the Bills game and it's another home game. Um, you have to, I think it would be fun for Mike to do. You've already had skyline plenty of times.
0: Yeah. We actually have one in Akron. That's like an hour, 20 hour and a half from me. So I go once in a while.
1: Yeah. Uh Skyline's great. They I tested it last Friday at Pay4 Stadium. Good. Tastes just like the regular uh Skyline that you would get at the restaurant. And then I will have Donatos on September 17th. I'm very excited about it. They're gonna have Than crust. I know you don't know what that means because you've never had Donato's. I know you know what than crust is. Yeah. You do <laughs> <have Donato's. laughs> so terrible. Like Mike doesn't know what than crust pizza is. Um you haven't had donato. No Donato's. Can't
0: figure that one out. <laughs> Thin uh,
1: crust? So I'm trying to figure out the third one. I don't know. You've been to plenty of Cincinnati restaurants. I know what you're going to say. I feel.
0: You know what I'm going to say? I don't know what I'm going to say. What do you think I'm going to say? He lies. Oh, man. That was where my mind went. <laughs> I feel like it would be the one. That, most of the things I've had are, you know, that I don't think they're stadium food, but. I'd be fully, Eli's gets the thing with the Bengals. That's the only place I'll be eating.
1: (laughs) I mean, it's a a smaller establishment and people are feeling great by the third quarter. Bengals are winning. They're like, you know what? Let me get some of that Eli's barbecue right now. That sounds great. So,
0: My actual third concession trifecta, I don't think they have, what if they had uh, at the Cavs stadium, uh, I don't think it's Quicken Loans anymore. I don't remember I don't remember what it's called right now. It's a different mortgage type thing. Rocket mortgage field house. Oh my. that's my second team, the Cavs. Um, okay. they've got a Great Lakes brewery set up.
1: Ooh. Can we get like
0: can we get like a Ryan Geist brewery set up with the, with a couple things on tap? That'd be cool. Are, I'm sure they something? have
1: you know, and, and somebody can correct me if I'm wrong. And, I'm,
0: they have I, cans, do they have I, it on draft?
1: I feel like that might be a bad idea
0: some it's a great of these, idea.
1: For some of these fans, like that's a very high.
0: The PNC Park for the Pirates, they've got uh Fathead's Brewery. They've got one of those locations right at the park. Yeah. I don't know about Heinz Field. I've been once and I was crying into a premenio sandwich within like 10 minutes because the Bengals were down
1: 21-0. What year?
0: Uh that was the last Dalton year. It was that Do you remember the I think it was the Monday night game, Daltons last year and that Wait, the game year-
1: year we knew that they were going to be moving on from what month was it
0: oh it was early mason rudolph i think it was one of his first starts and he got like 300 yards just from tap passes and jet sweeps
1: it was terrible we still had faith it wasn't the go for joe burrow year yet oh yeah
0: it it was it was faith early on
1: wow that's that season should be a 30 for 30 in 2019 because i feel like in october
0: Zach's first year, yeah.
1: It was Zach's first year. And in Zach, honestly, the year because I still feel very confident in saying that the year the Cincinnati Bengals won a Super Bowl, we need to go back to the timeline of what what Zach Taylor has done since 2019 to remember where they're
0: smeltdown. Remember, remember, when he was yelling about the Bills player after the interception that he wasn't tapped down so that he ran out of zone back back of the end zone. So that should be a safety. I remember.
1: <laughs> Man, Zach Zach was letting the officials hear it in a preseason game. He's ready. He's regular season ready to get, to get Warned angry. Up. He is. It's fun to watch. Uh, but no, well, that would see- be
0: my, that'd be my third choice would be Ryan Geist brewery tap room somewhere. Did you do pick a want- third one or you just say, I want Eli's, which I also do.
1: I I, I feel like you're they- a local.
0: You have to have a third thing ready.
1: I know I'm the worst. When people say, where should you go? I'm I'm actually, this is lame to say, but I'm going to Jeff Ruby's tomorrow and I don't think that they are going to have Jeff Ruby's.
0: Stuff. I don't think they're going to have <laughs> Jeff Ruby's there. I think imagine I mean, it upcharged for
1: stadium. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I will tell you this right now. Mike, I feel
0: contract.
1: When the Bengals are winning, I get really excited and like, I'll be like, you know what? I'm, I, this is a great day. I might buy something. So I feel like if the Bengals were playing the AFC championship game at Paycor Stadium and they won, and there's Jeff Ruby's, like a little tiny area where you could go get Jeff Ruby's if you wanted it. You better to believe <laughs> I'm about to go get that burrow steak, steak. in a little <laughs> container. <laughs> a Fifty dollar steak. Oh, it's Dude, gonna be way more. I'm just gonna be over there in the corner with some plastic forks trying to eat this because there's I, no. I feel food. like
0: you just have to bare hand it as you walk out.
1: <laughs> <Jeff Ruby laughs> Once is- I
0: like a turkey leg.
1: Jeff Ruby's friend of the show. Um, but uh, yeah, I really don't have a third one. I feel like, uh, I know this is terrible. I feel How sad. did I have two? Do they have graders there? I should know that.
0: Oh, that's a great question. I feel I like graders
1: them. would be the yeah, perfect. Sure, graders. graders, easy. All right, we've just been rambling. I feel like we're slap happy. The second preseason game of the season. No real Joe Burrow updates. I don't know if he traveled with the team. Um, I know they took a few pictures, and um, I, don't, I don't know if he traveled. So we'll, we'll find out if Joe went. I, I Do you feel like it's necessary that Joe goes to the second preseason game to watch? No. I don't either. Stay home. Stay home, rest, and uh, get ready for a regular season. But to be determined on if there's any news next week, again, Bengals, if you're listening. If there's any extension news, make sure you you drop it on a Tuesday or Thursday before 7 p.m. That would be fantastic for the podcast. What's going on up on uh, All Bangles? Will you have content after the game?
0: Yeah, after the game, yes. I, ah, man, those review articles, I don't know if they're happening because I think I just waited too long. <laughs> the game started. The <laughs> grind is here. So I think I get a preseason article, and uh, that's what you should expect. I think during the bye week we'll get there, but I'll probably have a, a Browns – preview just so just because I have time and yeah it's usually cool to write the actual look at their defense and their offense and I had a friend actually say he can hook me up with some old Eagles Jim Schwartz stuff so I might have a feel for the defensive coordinator before heading into this put, game
1: put it out there let the Bengals defense let the Bengals offense, or let the Bengals offense see it and um Patrick you,
0: Mahomes Patrick Mahomes
1: it. again you're not allowed to clip front Patrick Mahomes definitely a friend of the show. Uh, Lou and Arumo, you know, none of it, none of it. You are banned from posting anything Bengals defense on your Twitter page. Uh, so Pat sees. I don't want him to see that. So that's where we're rolling. But everybody should follow Mikey. He has great content. He still has a piece up from last preseason game over on All Bengals. You can check it out on his Twitter page, Bengals underscore sands. You can follow me at AllenDSPatterson. Patterson. Thank you as always for listening to. It's always game day in Cincinnati.